The Viewpoint, weekdays, 8 to 10 p.m. on SAFM. But anyway, coming up next uh, on a you know a more serious note, um, hashtag World Rhino Day could uh, pioneer could be pioneering new measures uh, to usher in a brighter future for South Africa's rhino. So you know it's an international observance celebrated on um, September 22 every year, inaugurated by WWF South Africa in 2010, and the purpose behind it uh, was to raise or is still to raise awareness of the need to protect. Uh, the five existing species of uh, rhinos. We have the white rhino, the black rhino, Indian rhino, uh, Javan rhino, and uh, Sumatran rhino. Well, I just knew of the black and white rhino. The others, <laughs> well, I, I need to be educated. And of course, I do have my guest, that's Peter Knight, CEO and co-founder of Wild Rhino Fund. Good to have you uh, on The Viewpoint. Yes, Wild Africa Fund. Thanks. Nice to join you. Yeah, the Asian rhinos you're not so familiar with. Yes, I'm not familiar with the Asian rhino. <laughs> Even the, what is it, yep. Sumat- Sumatran? Is, it, is that still the, the, the Asian rhino? Or that's uh, a yes, different there's one? Yes, the, there's the Javan, the Sumatran, and the one-horned uh, Indian rhino, which I think is the closest looking thing I've seen to a dinosaur. They're almost armor-plated, and they're very unusual-looking creatures, but beautiful animals and very endangered now. I'm just going to take a small break so that our conversation does not get disturbed when we start talking because I need to make a bit of money. Uh, when we get back, we continue <laughs> with our conversation. That's hashtag World Rhino Day. Bertha Charuma on SAFM. And I'm standing in for Songezo and we're talking about rhinos and just taking a look at the stats. I mean, a brutal 448 of the 548 rhinos were poached in Africa last year. And basically in South Africa, that's that's a l- yes. that's a that's a large number. It's a very large number. I mean, South Africa does have 75% of the world's rhinos, so it is the bastion of rhino conservation, but it's still a very large number for the poaching. Uh, You know, in Kenya, for example, the last couple of years, there's been almost no poaching whatsoever. So it's still a major problem here in South Africa. Mm. And and why should we, what's the importance of us really preserving the rhino? Because most people will ask, you know, why? Go ahead. No, no, it's fine. Yeah, well, I mean... They, they, you know, they, they were there were literally tens of thousands of rhinos, if not millions, at one point, and they play an important part of the ecosystem. Whether they're the the grazers or the browsers of the black rhino, the grazers of the white rhino, you know, they're herbivores. They're important in functioning ecosystems. And sadly, you know, for most endangered species, we're running out of habitat. The situation for rhinos is there's still plenty of habitat, but there's nowhere safe to put the rhinos, and that's the real dilemma. Just because of the the price of the horn and the poaching. Mm. And of course, this poaching, literally looking at the numbers that they make, the horn on its own, roughly it costs, what, 60,000 uh, US dollars just for a, what, estimated, what, per kilo? That's, that's, that's... Well, it's the prices vary a lot, but wholesale in Asia, they have come down a lot in recent times. So we've been hearing twelve to $18,000 a kilo, but it's still a lot of money, um, you know, and somebody here, unfortunately, is, is willing to risk their lives to try and get hold of the rhino horn, which they can sell for thousands of dollars. And that's enough for people, sadly, to risk their lives and, and obviously potentially not just hurt the species, but hurt the tourism industry. You know, one in eight jobs in South Africa is from tourism. 
And uh, to rhinos are an important part of that tourist attraction uh, with, with South Africa having so many rhinos. It's one of the big five and it's definitely one of South Africa's major draws. So it's not just impacting the species, the animals, it's impacting the tourism industry as well, potentially. Mm, that is so true. And I can just understand to some degree if somebody's, um, you know, on the streets, uh, they start comparing if it if it's worth that kind of am um, amount. I mean, it's more than mm. gold and platinum, diamonds, the whole works. But how can we change that mindset? Well, it's, it's partly education. I mean, the price has come down dramatically and the, the rewards are less than they were, uh, say, uh, 10 or 15 years ago. But it, it's still, you know, this this opportunity to do it. But it's it's organized crime. It's like, um, you know, drugs or anything else like that. It has its attractions of quick, fast money for people. Um, the risks are very considerable, too. I mean, a lot of poachers do get caught. Some get shot and some also, you know, are actually killed by wild animals in the park. So uh, poaching is not is not a, a, a definitely a, a, a very good uh, way to pursue an, a living at this day and age. Mm. And of also there's, um, you know, this belief that, you know, it's used as Chinese medicine to treat various illnesses. And most probably this is yeah. why then it becomes such a high commodity. Well, you know, we, things got uh, were really very good about 2008. There was only about 50 or so um, rhinos poached all around the world because China stopped importing the rhino horn and stopped selling it legally. But then what happened in 2008 is in Vietnam, people started spreading rumors that it cured cancer, um, that it was a cure for impotency and, and, and various other false uh, information. And that reinvigorated the demand. And suddenly the price started to go up again and the poaching went up again. And the other problem we have, I think, is uh, it's also a lot of corruption going on uh, in terms of some of the, uh, the parks and areas. The, the rangers are actually tipping off people, um, you know, where the animals are. And so uh, Sam Parks have recently introduced uh, this integrity testing, which is lie detector testing for the rangers to ensure that the rangers are being honest. This is something that's been done in the private sector very successfully, but it's all part of, of gearing up, uh, you know, the techniques to try and counter uh, the, the lures of the illegal trade. Mm. And what can we do to help? Well, the public can definitely, if they hear anything about wildlife crime, about smuggling of animals, please get in touch with authorities. They will do things. They've done some incredible busts recently and, and the police, so they're all onto this. So uh, inform, you know, if you, if you have information, inform the authorities and let them know. And that can be very helpful. Uh, and then also visit your national parks because that provides finance and money for sand parks to do anti-poaching and things. The national parks are incredible here in South Africa. And in fact, 16th to 23rd of September, it's free for South Africans to go to the national park. So do take advantage of that. There's some amazing parks out there, not just for the big five in Kruger, but you know, the penguins here in Simonstown and Cape Town, amazing to go and see them. There's lots of wonderful places to go and spend the time with your family in the national parks. Mm. And um, another, maybe that could have been, that could be an option. Uh, I was just reading an article where they were talking about if they were to dehorn all rhinos, especially in South Africa, you would need almost 8.8 .8 billion rand. Or is it well, I mean, you know, the the dehorning, de it sometimes slows the poaching, but it's not a cure. People still, you know, still horn there and people still go after the rhinos and poach them. So we've got to keep working on the demand in Asia and reducing the demand in Asia uh, and also sorting out the corruption. And there's actually been some good news uh, the last couple of weeks. Um, John Hume, who had uh, 2000 rhino, um, they've now been bought by Africa Parks and they're going to be reintroduced over the next 10 years uh, across the continent and start rebuilding those populations. And when rhinos aren't poached, they can come back. They numbers can recover the white rhino uh, we sometimes forget but there was down to like 60 70 individuals at one point is now up to 13,000 so if you can get the protection in place these animals can come back uh, and they can be an important part of the economy for tourism as well and tell me what 
if if you're caught po- uh, poaching, mm-hmm. what could be your jail mm-hmm. time? It really varies, but um, there's been some pretty serious jail times. There's been 10, 20 years. Uh, I was in Zimbabwe recently, and there they've got people away for 25, 30 years for, for rhino poaching. So if the court cases go through, and they're getting a lot better at that now, uh, if they're not delayed and various things go through, there can be very serious repercussions for poachers. But sadly, you know, the poachers get caught, but sometimes the big guys behind it um, seldom get, get brought to justice. And those are the people would really help if we could catch some of the bigger guys um, to sort of really really disincentivize it mm. and just out of interest how long i mean how long does it take to multiply let's say for a rhino to fall pregnant how many months does it take to give birth just well, about once every two years if you're lucky they would give birth they're pretty slow reproducing um and so you know this isn't something we can suddenly vastly increase the numbers but when you look at the black rhino for example it's been coming back slowly um and it's you know more and more each year the poaching now that's reduced the populations will start to to increase again if we can just keep the poaching down uh, and as i said with the white rhino we've seen it come back from very low numbers so we've done it before we can do it especially if we can get control of the poaching uh, and basically um you know we can not just back here in South Africa, but repopulate other areas of Africa that were wiped out in the 70s. Um, you know, just in Rwanda and Akagera, and they've started getting rhinos back there. There's five rhinos there. That's rebuilding the population. And Africa Parks intends to do this all over the continent, seed areas, and, and bring back those rhinos. I'm speaking to Peter Knight, CEO and co-founder of Wild Africa Fund. And of course, we are trying to uh, make, you know, everybody aware as much as we can about uh, World Rhino Day. And also just, you know, understanding if we poach these rhinos and they become extinct, imagine if you have any children, great-grandchildren, they will never know what a rhino looks like. So I think it's only important that um, we let them be and let them multiply in numbers and just let them be. Um, I've got, I think, uh, Moses in Lim- Popo. Moses, good evening. Welcome to The Viewpoint. How are you, ma'am? I'm fine, ma'am. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Go ahead. Yes, I wanted to participate. Uh, you know, if there were no parks or protected areas for for our big face, they were, they were not going to be my, our kids or our grandchildren. We will never see those. Mm-hmm. Uh, because of poaching, and then some will take that for meat, mm-hmm. and be- yeah, because a lot of of our our brothers and sisters, that's what they do. Raised by pizza, you understand? So. For us to protect them, gay education, 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 and then for that matter, a lot of people, one is South African, the others is the foreigners. Yeah. So, yeah, wildlife here. I think education is so important, and also just making we 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 must have serious draconian um you know, rules and regulations where if you are caught, your sentence must be quite hefty, that you really need to yeah. think 10, 50 times uh, before you start doing what you want to do. But this is quite mm-hmm. interesting. And where can we find more information, Peter? You can go to our website. It's www.wildafricafund.org. Uh, or follow us on social media. We're doing lots of stories about not just rhinos, but all the other endangered species that are out there. Um, and you know, what's going on across the continent and how people can get involved and help. 
Thank you so much, Peter Knight, CEO and co-founder of Weld, um, Weld Africa Fund and talking about World Rhino Day, which, of course, is, uh, I think, the 23rd of September, if, if I'm not mistaken. But um, if you are up and about and about and you do see um, any celebrations, I think just to educate our children, this will be the best way. It's um, 9.30 right here on The Viewpoint.